Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Sons of Pitches with your hosts Karam Advani in Singapore and Rohan Parekh who still is in Mumbai surprisingly he will be leaving us at the end of the week to go back to Europe what's up guys what's happening what's, what's happening up? sons of pitches <laughs> so <laughs> and usually i do this at the end but i'm going to do it right up front please make sure you like this podcast subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening and please share it with a lot of people we'd also be happy to get your feedback on any topics you think we need to discuss so send us a message and we will take them up Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the future Indian coach. We don't know who that is, but as you guys know, Ravi Shastri's term is ending soon. Uh, we're going to talk about England's perspective and what they need to do to get the series back on track from from their side. And finally, we're going to talk a little bit about Justin Langer um, and what's going on with Australia and its coaches down there. So let's start with with uh, Ravi Shastri. His term ends in. Uh, after the world t20 and uh, we are going to do a separate show on ravi shastri as his term ends on how he's performed and things like that but let's talk about the new coach and the first thing when ravi's term got announced that he was not going to reapply everyone name that came into everyone's forefront was rahul dravid uh but dravid not not old monk not old monk old monk will be part of the <laughs> Because I was I was closely tracking uh, the stock market, and as soon as Ravi's retirement announcement came in, DRGO stocks were up like fifty percent. Fifty percent, also expected a strong fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so the bars in Bombay <laughs> lockdown will be over by then. It's timed it perfectly. <laughs> I'll be coach while I'm locked down, and once the bars are open, I'm out. Um, incidentally, Karam is a very close friend of Ravi's, uh, and Karam. <laughs> <laughs> so we, and we know what made them bond. It, it wasn't a love for the sport. Uh, so, so the name that came up was Dravid, guys, and uh, he obviously didn't give his name. Uh, he reapplied for his post as the NCA, uh, you know, in the NCA. So, is that a loss for you guys? You guys feel Dravid should have been the coach? Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Like I obviously don't know his reasons. All of us can speculate as to maybe why he didn't want the job now. But maybe he needed a little more time. He's uh, known to be a sensible fellow, so he obviously has his reasons for it. Um, I'm not sure why the NCA, uh, but maybe Rohan has a view on why the NCA uh, is still a powerful position to be in. So I will leave it at that. I'm not sure yeah. he's not ready, and I. I think let him wait. Let him wait. I think that will be good. So I mean, I'm waiting for like the you know the inside scoops to come out. But I was always worried about the Kohli Dravid kind of partnership. Dravid is not Ravi. He's not going to sit there and tell Kohli what a great guy he is and all of that. Um, and given the absolute disaster that was the Kumble Kohli relationship, um, maybe that was a reason for Dravid to stay back at the NCA. Um, And listen, the job he's done at the NCA in terms of getting—I mean, the, the Australia series which we won—we can argue that Dravid had a big role to play in it because, thanks to the way he's nurtured the upcoming talent, we just have a conveyor belt of test-ready players to come in and you know play. Obviously, IPL helps; a lot of stuff helps. Um, but the head of the NCA is, I think, probably long-term the most important position. In Indian cricket, um, the coach is in the spotlight of the national team. The coach gets all like the 
you know, credit and the news and the chappals and all of that. But, I mean, he's the guy on the ground creating uh, the players that are going to come into the team. So, Javed NCA, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I totally couldn't agree more. In fact, we were talking about it. I was like, I don't think Javed would be a right move. I mean, forget the relationship with Kohli, which could explode the way Kumbles and Kohli's exploded. But I agree with you. You know, we used to complain when, we, like 10, 15 years ago, we used to complain about India's bench strength. You know, and there were teams that you, we, we used to argue, why, why is this guy not dropped? And the answer used to be, well, who do you replace him with? And we talked about it last time that we've got significant bench strength now. Um, and we've got significant bench strength in the batting and the bowling. Um, and a lot has to do with the way he's groomed these kids. A lot has to do with um, the mindset. And we finally got a guy out there who's developing this talent to another level. I, I think it would have been a big loss to Indian cricket if this guy leaves the NCA. I, I agree with you. It's, I think it's not, it's by far the most important position. Totally agree with you, Ron. Plus, man, the guys who watch cricket uh, on TV in India, after watching him in that cred ad where he plays the angry guy in traffic, <laughs> Karam, you probably missed this in Singapore. I just feel he's got a second career in acting. <laughs> that was the best ad. <laughs> yeah, that cred ad was viral. Uh, no, but I think it's good. I think it's a good move. Now, so the name that's being thrown around is Vikram Rathor, uh, who has been our batting coach for a few years. And whatever we understand, he's got great chemistry with the team. Um, the guys respond to him. And then my question to you guys is, is a coach in a team, and a team led by Virat Kohli specifically, is it just like a figurehead? Is it like the president of India? I mean, what what is what is your view on that? Yeah, I hope not. I, so I have a separate not. question. Do I hope do not? We need I it? hope. Do, I hope. Kohli is one coach a good thing? Yeah, I mean, I hope. Or do Kohli... we need two? Go, go, Rohan, go. No, I'm asking you, Karam. Do you think one coach is good enough, or do we need two, like for for short form and 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 test? I think one coach is good enough. I think once you start getting dual coaching in, um, yeah, it's just another recipe for disaster. Uh, there's too many mixed opinions. I think you need one coach who knows all three sides, who has the support systems, obviously, you bring in depending on which form of the game you're playing. But I think the coach has to be one. Uh, he, I think the vision also has to come from him. I, I, I think Kohli is not silly enough to think that he knows everything. I'm probably wrong. But I, I really hope he does take advice on board. In fact, he has to. I mean, you don't get to his position in uh, where he has been without doing that. Kumble aside, I don't know what went wrong over there. I guess two strong personalities and just maybe Kohli, uh, for whatever reason, he didn't seem to enjoy that. But I, I, yeah, I tend to agree. I think one coach, I think Kohli will take um, their suggestions on board. And it's also the selectors. You can, you can say, well, say anything you like about the coach, but ultimately it's the selector's job to decide on also who's in the team. Obviously, the coach and captain play a strong role in influencing who gets into the side. But you've got to have strong selectors, and these guys have been around the game, all have been around the game long enough. So, I mean, I would really hope that Kohli's capable of taking criticism on board. Now, whether anybody's willing to criticize him or not is a different matter. But I certainly Yeah, but he... that's the question, right? If Vikram Rathor has been part of this team, and teams, especially teams that have been together for a while, right? Um, and the core of the team, if you look at it, whether it's Testo. ODIs, right? There's Kohli, there's Rohit Sharma, there's Bumrah, uh, there's Rishabh Pant. Now, uh, there's a culture that forms in the team and a culture of whether that be aggressiveness, a culture of confidence, 
a culture of belief that you can win from any given point of time. Um, so the culture, even in terms of the coach relationships, Rathor has been there for a while, which is, I think, a part of the reason why he would be part of a front runner is because you don't shake up a culture, right? If you get in a, another guy that comes in and says, look, this is the way the culture is going to change. This is the way training is going to change. This is the way batting practice is going to change. This is the way fitness is going to change. Uh, that could disturb and create a, a disturbance in the in the locker room. Like I mean, like so Greg Chappell was a perfect example. That's when we needed right? a culture change. I think there's times when we needed a culture change. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I'm fully on board with that. But maybe Rathor is just a stopgap. The next ODI World Cup is in 23. We're hosting it. You know, maybe he'll, he'll be there. Whether he'll be there for that World Cup, God knows. I guess it depends on how he performs. Maybe he's a stopgap. No, no, I think it's good. I think it's yeah. good if he doesn't need the culture change. I agree with you. I don't think we need a culture change. I like the culture of the team now. No, and I, uh, besides I like Rohan's response, um, I like them. <laughs> I, I, I like this. Uh, I like that you guys are talking about this word culture. And when it comes to, I mean, you know, we're basically a podcast by you know, three South Bombay guys that, you know, do business. And um, you see it yourself, like in leadership and business, uh, people evolve and mature as leaders. I'm willing to give Kohli the benefit of the doubt that his leadership style is changing. He's seen the effect of being, I, I don't think the Kohli who fought with Kumble is the Kohli that is leading India today. So I want to hand him that much benefit of the doubt. There has been quite a bit in the press about how he takes in a lot of um, advice from Rohit and um, even Ashwin, who apparently he didn't get along with. He takes advice um, from Rohit? And some of this, yeah, and some of this you see. Pranav, look at the look at the fielding positions. Look who's in the slips now. So that's changed. Um, so let's let's give Kohli the benefit of the doubt. And I like I think that maybe he can create this culture where he just isn't doesn't need to be top dog all the time. Yeah. So I want to clarify. He's an awesome cheerleader. Though. I'm a disputes lawyer, and usually I come in when something from leadership has gone wrong. <laughs> so I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> But let's see. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I Nothing. honestly, I honestly think, I, yeah. If whoever the coach is, if it's Rathod, fine because they'll obviously accept him. What we don't need is another Greg Chappell situation, and what we don't need is another even Anil Kumble situation, right? It, it, yeah. It's so just what, not what you're saying is that Rathod is just a continuation of the regime, right? It's no major change. Yeah. We're saying that you know everything's okay. Let's just continue with the number two guy. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll figure it out and we can talk about the new coach when he's appointed. Moving on to the India-England series. Let's talk about England for a second. Let's talk from England's perspective, right? Rohan, you wanted to talk about it. I think it's a great idea. It's like, what do they need to do? What do they need to do? Because, I mean, uh, yeah, you talk you about Sri Gavaskar. We just Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Gavaskar. Um no, no, we just felt that we were talking a bit too much about India. and Maybe we need to have another perspective. So, um, you know, we decided to look at this from England's point of view. Guys, frankly, let's just be honest. It's been a very close series. Yeah. So, you know, um, the first test, okay, we had maybe, what, what were the odds, Karam? 60-40 for India before the rain came in. That's close. Um, the second test, if it wasn't for that, you know, brain fade they had, on the fifth morning, it would have been a pretty close match. So, England were favourites going into day every... five of the second test, frankly. Exactly. Exactly. We were worried we were going to lose. Yeah. So, despite having, as Gavaskar says, only two and a half players, 
uh, one being Anderson, one being Root, and one being Butler plus Barristow. That's Gavaskar's view on it. Um, listen, they've, they've run us pretty close. So we cannot underestimate the advantages the English have in their own conditions. Um, I was taking a look at this, and England's actually six bowlers short. Archer's out, Broad is out, Ollie Stone is out, Chris Wokes and Ben Stokes, both of whom are essentially all-rounders. I mean, amazing all-rounders. And Mark Wood. So there's six bowlers down, and they're still you know, running us pretty close. So um, all the heroics of Lords Lord aside, I don't think we should rest on our laurels. Moin Ali looks scary. Sakib Mahmood um, always worries me. He's been really good with the white ball. Um, and yeah, they have a weakness at one, two, and three. But so do we, man. We have a weakness at three, four, and five. So I wouldn't write this English team off yet. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I mean, Root has proven himself to be a batsman in a class of his own, frankly. KL has run him a bit close, but I mean, he's he's been incredible with the bat. Jimmy has been solid with the ball. And, you know, I think the difference with our side is everybody's chipped in. I think with the English, what they haven't managed to get is in innings one and two of a test match, everybody performing um, at different times, right? And that's, I think, where we've come good. You have a guy like Siraj who's averaging amazingly with the ball. Shardul comes in, does a job. Uh, KL, Jadeja, Rohit, Kohli, you know, with Kohli, whatever, 22 odd, doesn't matter. Those are 22 massive runs. Uh, Pujara blocking the ball, taking it, you know, taking wearing bowlers down, Ajinkya being Ajinkya-ish. It, it makes a difference. It makes a difference when everybody contributes. And, you know, maybe that says something, what we were talking about, earlier, that says something about the culture in this Indian side. Uh, you have to fight and there's pressure on everybody because I don't think there's anybody except for maybe Kohli and Bumrah. And I guess to an extent, Rishabh Pant, because we lack another wicketkeeper who who you can say their place is secure in the side. Everybody is under pressure. You don't perform, you're out. There's a conveyor belt waiting, as you said, to come in. So maybe that's the difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, England, we, it, it, they're struggling with the bowling, the fitness. I'm not sure what's, what's going on. Wood was an unfortunate one. I think one of the commentators made a point of, uh, during the commentary saying it's uh, sometimes it's stupid when you see these fast bowlers diving on the boundary to save one run, and then this sort of thing ends up happening. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a one day or a T20, I can understand that. Sometimes in a test match, you have to you have to play the long game. Yeah, maybe they've I don't know. Maybe they've been outthought or but injuries obviously you can't legislate for. It's been a real shit for them. Yeah, but I mean, can, it, exactly. Just leading on from your guys' points, but it's been really shit for them. But my God, it's been a close series. You know, yeah. it doesn't seem like it. Uh, the first one rained out, so we don't know what would have happened, and the second one. I was convinced after the fourth day we were going to lose the test match. Right? I think I everybody think, was. Yeah. yeah. And ex- it, was, was all, yeah, uh, it was just uh, a strategic... Kanav always convinced we are going to lose. <laughs> I, I think it was just a strategic mistake. Like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last time is they, they let the temperament get the better of them uh, or they let their emotions get the better of them, I mean. Um, and the way they bowled, uh, you know, was a strategic mistake that they made. But... I think the series is really good. I mean, this yes, Wood is, is very unfortunate. Um, and I think England will respond. I actually believe that they will not fold. And what we have to worry about as India is, do we get too complacent with it? Right? Because I think all the questions still persist on the form, like the form of the uh, numbers 3, 4, 5, the questions persist. I think the questions on the how much the tail can bat still persist because yeah. one time could be a fluke. 
you know a second time could be a trend and third time could be evidence right so we need to see it happen a few times so i think that i i i think yes england needs to sort out a few things but they need to sort out more their uh, i think their their openers a little bit and they need to sort out their strategy i think that's we out strategize them which or they out strategize themselves in a way so, exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm not too worried about them um but if there's nothing else on england let's move on to langa and a little bit of so my prediction scamming. is my prediction ah. is we lose the next test by the way is it now <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on that's a shocking prediction karam that's really like um, goes against form i mean that's that's incredible you know you could actually do a cred ad that's like saying karam predicted india to win and like just yeah. <laughs> and just do it. i'm going to send you the youtube link of the ad karam so you know exactly what we're talking about i saw it i saw it oh saw you it. did yeah. yeah uh so moving on let's move on to some backstabbing what's going on in australia karam no it's been interesting to see it's nice to see this happening in other teams other and other than our own uh but i don't know there's some sort of revolution against justin langer the australian players are up in arms he's too emotional he's is all sorts of walking on eggshells around him and they seem to want him out they seem to want him out badly actually and there seems to be a hell of a lot of chaos within the board i think who want to keep him obviously for him to see out his contract but is it even worth it if you know you're not renewing you know is he a lame duck president in that sense you're not going to renew it after a year um so why not sort of pull the plug now they've been on they've had some horrible form uh certainly as far as t20s go and i can see rohan ready to to unleash on that so i let him take it from here but it's fun to watch frankly no, i have no real love for the australians anyway despite my wife being yeah, i was just wondering i was wondering karam how is this place even secure because they've lost five, like there's a t20 world cup coming up in the horizon uh, that's obviously what aussie cricket is right now focused on as they should be um the ashes isn't till after that and they've lost five t20 series in a row including 4-1 losses to uh, bangladesh and west indies correct me if i'm wrong but something around there that's insane i mean this is australia how can they take this and how is this guy not on the street already i don't get it he should have been fired the day that series with bangladesh got over i mean we've seen it happen in sport or the one with west indies west indies okay west indies is still a very good t20 team right west, west indies it's yeah. not we're not talking that quickly right No, Western is a very good T20 team, right? But but Bangladesh, sorry, but you don't lose for one. I mean, you 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 first you win that series, and secondly, okay, if it gets to three two, I get that. But I think he should be fired. And this is what I don't understand is, oh, the guy's got a contract. We've seen it happen in the EPL. I've seen it happen in the NBA and the NFL. Mid-season coaches get fired, right? Okay, we don't have a season per se yeah. in, in in cricket. but it happens in these in this uh, mid season managers get fired coaches get fired uh captains get get uh, you know i mean it's less captains because captains roles are a little bit less in a few american games but i don't i don't see how this guy is still there I, i don't care whether it's the players are feeling they walk on eggshells or whatever it is uh if you need a if you need a change uh before the t20 world cup you just you go ahead and do it i mean backstabbing or no backstabbing you got to win Right. No, I agree. But at what point do the ta- players take responsibility? Right, the coach is not on the field. At what point does the, do the players then take the responsibility for losses? Rather than it's very easy to pass the buck. But I mean, if you see the performances from some of the players, I mean, you can't just be. You know, I, I'm not sure you can approach the game that way. Sure. You're playing at the highest level, and you know, come on, the, 
you're right. Really like you're right. Because I think if it was another way around, maybe we'd say, you know, players stop blaming anyone else. Like get your shit together, right? You guys got out. You guys couldn't take wickets. You guys went for runs. Whatever it is, um, and maybe they need to shuffle the team as well. Uh, maybe they need to shuffle the team, but. Obviously, the backlash that's coming from Australia, which you talked about a little bit, is that he's going back to the culture word, right? If the culture on the team has gone sour, if something has gone wrong, and sometimes it happens with a few players that are feuding. Um, I can't remember why Sidhu left that England tour many years ago. That was <laughs> maybe just <laughs> he just slipped out. But I remember he just walked out of that England tour. Um, but it. Like culture makes such a big difference. I mean, we saw that with Greg Chappell in the 2007 World Cup, right? Um, and if you have a majority of the players that are saying, "Look, we don't want this guy," and you've just come off a drubbing, I, I mean, I see your point, Karam. I don't know, but in this case, I think he's got to go. Guess, uh, yeah, but look at where he came in. Look at the circumstances he came in under. Right, the culture of the Australian side was anyway one of that was not. He was brought in specifically to change that culture. Right, we saw why the earlier coaches Darren Lehman and all we all know what happened in South Africa. That's why he was removed. So yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, but Karam, who was the who was the coach to... during who was the coach during homework games? Remember two thousand nine when they toured us? They had a complete meltdown because the coach was giving them you know work to do at home. It was a similar situation. They had an internal fight. That was Lehman, wasn't it? And did did Langer come in to replace him? Yeah, yeah, he replaced him after they were ball tampering, right? After Steve Langer Smith came in after the ball tampering, right? When they and right. I, so I give you, you're absolutely right on that term. Like the culture, I mean, especially if anyone who's watched the Test docu series on uh, Amazon, if you haven't, and you're a cricket fan, I don't know what you're waiting for. You guys have to watch it um, because it really gives you a behind the scenes. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. He did it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's so. I mean, it's sad to say it, but you're only as good as your last series. You know, I mean, I don't want to sound harsh, but you know, that's right. So, what what happened was Mickey Arthur was the coach, I think, when they came to India and got, um, you know, I think we beat them three zero or three one in that series, um, and that's when they had all those complaints about homework gate and all that stuff. And then, <laughs> in the wisdom, they got in Darren Lehman, who then had to retire in shame. And Lando was supposed to clean up the team, but he hasn't really. I guess now it's going to revolt against him. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Game of Thrones, Australia. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is interesting. And but yeah, we've seen. I'm I'm sorry to go back to it, but it's just amazing. I think we touched upon a very good good point here. Is the culture of a team is so important, right? I mean, if you look at what, and even if there were disputes in, you know, Shane Warne and Steve Waugh weren't exactly best friends when they played together. Um, and but the culture of the team was we want to win at any cost, right? And we want to win. And and they talk about the '99 World Cup where I mean, Warren was going through a lean patch. He had been dropped just before the World Cup for for the first time in his career, etc. And Steve Waugh was not on speaking terms with him, but kind of. And Steve Waugh alluded to it a little bit in his book where he said that I had someone go and speak to Warren that you know, mate, we need you, right? And they. He won man of the match in the semi-final in that legendary, um, you know, semi-final versus South Africa, or the leg, and the, he won man of the match in the final as well against Pakistan. So 
the culture i mean i just think culture is really important of of how to motivate these guys how to keep it together and i'm glad we have yeah. a good one right now and you know it's just interesting yeah, and winning winning culture in any team yeah. be it off the field on the field it doesn't mean that you're best friends with everyone on the team it means that you can appreciate what the other person brings yeah. and subsume your ego to the needs of the team while on the field oh. exactly <laughs> i guess that's yeah while on the field yeah. and the, and the fixing culture in pakistan is such a wonderful tradition that they've kept on for so many years uh <laughs> now that culture you know owed a lot to historically they've done it well you know and they maintain it very few teams have maintained that kind of tenure of culture fixing and they've done it hats off to pakistan i i heard a rumor that afridi is making a comeback did you hear this but he's only 18 so i don't know whether a comeback is is thing or not i mean he's still a young guy so what about when afridi actually came out and said yeah i lied about my age when it happened a couple of years ago he actually came out said, was it was it before was it before or after he tried to eat a cricket ball to tamper with it. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. When he bit the ball. Uh, uh I don't know how we got here. We brother. can actually have an have a separate episode about Pakistan. Mm. It just should be uh Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um if there's nothing else guys, we're going to talk to you guys after the third test which hopefully should be there uh and just be aware that Rohan will not be recording from India at that point of time. Uh he's moving away and we're all going to miss him. but he will be on the show so since you've subscribed I'll already I'll be reporting live from the fourth test oh yeah that's right you'll be reporting live from the fourth test nice nice all right so signing off guys we'll see you guys soon thanks for listening thank you see you guys